What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Duality Podcast, where our model is living comfortably uncomfortable. My name is Ian Perez, joined by Jonathan Mercado, Victor Rivera, and Chris Zora. We're four ordinary dudes with extraordinary dreams. Jonathan, it was good, my guy. <laughs> I was told I needed more energy, so I brought more. <laughs> so What's up, everyone? And thank you for tuning in to another episode where we turn our dreams into reality. We stop all the wishing and we start taking action. And in today's episode, we do our celebrity of the month, which is a former collegiate football player, now motivational speaker, Mr. Inky Johnson. Inky, come on over here, my man. Are you exactly here? Um, you know, you sounded you, you did sound like you were introducing him, like he was in. I, like, I know that's what I meant to. You know, I meant to. Like, he's about to walk onto the screen. Like, come like, on, and he doesn't, like, and he doesn't like to be called a motivational speaker, he likes to be called an inspirational speaker. Ah, inspirational speaker, motivational Posted. speaker. I just googled it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but before we get into you know all that goodness, right? And we talk about his little brief history of how he came up from nothing and where he is today, and the nuggets he left behind for us to keep forging forward towards our dreams. We first need to start off with our wins and our losses, and how we can take our losses or our wins and keep moving forward and learn from them. So I always like to pass the ball to Mister Vic first because he gets mad on pass the ball. So here you go, brother. I only got mad at you one time because you were breaking everything. <laughs> and I was like, if you shoot the ball again. <laughs> it felt good. It feels good off my fingertips. Yeah. But um, no, man, it's good to be on another week here in the podcast with y'all. And uh, if y'all listening, and I uh, thank you for y'all for listening as well. But um, man, big wins. Um, uh, I uh, started... Um, uh, restarted uh, my learning about uh, with real estate investing. So all um, that uh, started doing that, uh, that and, and, and started with um, kind of almost the same as make real estate real. So that course similar, but with like in, but in Texas. Um, uh, so I joined this uh, kind of networking group with uh, uh, real estate investing. It's really a wholesale real estate investing group um they do a, they, they do a couple other things but it's mostly that um so uh they're i guess they're, it's, a, it's a texas thing says austin dallas houston and other places but uh mainly those three um, metro areas so um yeah i was uh i joined their wednesday uh i guess like meeting uh, mm-hmm. uh they do it was like three hours it was on zoom um and so it was uh it was good stuff, good stuff. A lot of things that I'm learning, things that I'm finding out. Um, just researching. I put like a spreadsheet of steps that I need to take and stuff like that. I keep on track with myself. Um, so uh, so that was a win. That was a win for me. Uh, just you know, getting my foot or getting myself, keeping myself accountable and, and keeping you know keeping track of it. Um, Proud of you for like yeah going out there and doing that. A lot of people are a little scared. Like I'm gonna be honest when um they tell me like do. Um, what's it called? REI meetups. Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't done one. I'm like too scared to go out there like mingle yeah. with people. Uh, yeah, I, I had done a couple of those, but a lot of them you have to be careful because they're like promoting their courses and stuff like that. So oh yeah, so I mean they do I'll that. Promote my course there too, but they yeah, give you so. just enough to like get you hooked, but not enough to actually figure out exactly yeah. how well to this one's the same as everything's the same like they except well, that's, that's good 
Yeah, it's the same. They got a Facebook group. You join. They got a little starter kit thing. Well, this one they give it. They giving it for free. Um, so so it's like a, everything's digital. You read yeah. on it. They give you like all this like resources and things you can you can. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool because I like the the local of it. So I can make local connections, lenders, investors, yeah. people looking for a deal. They have the money. They're looking mm-hmm. to, you know, find an investment property. They, they wanted to give the money, you know. So so I like the local part of it. Um, uh, and just just that's what I want. Just making the connections, networking. Um, and then, uh, shoot, I need a mentor, someone that's been doing the game, you know, yeah. so I can kind of get myself attached to that. I can, you know, see there's a lot of people here in Austin or just locally in Texas. So I can kind of get, get in the game a little bit. So that's kind of my strategy right now. It's just getting started learning. And then just learning from others that already been doing it. Oh, you're following the plan, doing yeah. your research, find, getting in the environment, trying to get a mentor. And oh, I have a really, plan. I have a really good book on wholesaling. If I can find it, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you use it. Books. Yeah. And so, and um, it's a, it's a pretty short, easy book to read, but it gives you really good details. So, they give uh, me a loss. Player. It, give me a loss, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a loss. Besides I would say, uh, party loss. I had. I haven't uh I was planning on doing like four <laughs> CG workouts this week. I've only done two. <laughs> uh so that, that was pretty the only loss. Um I uh, went to the gym, I think uh twice. So I still got four workouts in it in total, but I wanted to to go a little bit more harder on the camp gladiator uh, workouts. I did a virtual online one. Uh and then I, I did I uh, went to Sergio uh this morning um down the street over here. Um and so uh where'd you slip up at like you know you had that go like what happened um uh i wanted to go to oh, was it today's thursday i wanted to go tuesday morning and i slept in uh, my body was tired so on what is it monday yeah so it was a busy day i did a lot we're still doing a thousand hours with my family of being outside so yeah. i i like was i did camp and then we went to walk for like an hour which was about, about a mile and a half then uh, I did a little bit of my side gigs, other, you know, uh, another probably three hours outside just doing stuff, climbing into an attic and stuff <laughs> like that. Came home. Uh, I think we still went out to walk a little bit more to get, you know, more time in through a thousand hours as a family. Um, so by the end of the day, like I was like beat, like I was, yeah. I was tired. So um, I needed to sleep. So so I, I slept. So I, I, I wanted to wake up. I was like, I'm putting my alarm on, wake up. And then it ended up not not waking up. I did wake up and then I kind of went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but I needed to sleep, feel rested, but it went, I still got a workout in either way. So um uh yeah. So I'm probably gonna get Ooh, three man. CGs this week. I'll probably do either a virtual in person, maybe Saturday, but um and hit another another gym session for sure. Chris, tell me a win, player. So this win is actually for all of us, not just for myself. But I mean, take my stuff, man. Don't take it. To, Don't uh, worry. I'll just play. <laughs> I, I it, yeah, well, today, uh, I mean, as we're recording, this is actually our 50th episode, so it's a big milestone for us. Hey, shout out Ooh. to 50th. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't take what you I think you're you talking about. I was just playing. It wasn't. I wasn't uh, gonna use it. But yeah, uh, yeah. So that's our 50th episode. So like. I mean, we made it. We made it. We cracked the five zero. Yeah, like we're we're halfway to that hundred hundred mark. So like we'll just have to keep it up and, and just keep pushing on. But um, 
Well, tomorrow so marks our year. Like I, that was. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have a positive, tomorrow marks the year. That's just a big win itself. So shout out to you guys. Cheers. Yeah, most, most podcasts don't make most, it. A year. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. so that's start. Usually, when you see them, like a lot of them, unless they're big ones, they maybe last 20, 30 episodes. They do seasons but, because they ask them. Yeah. Out or they that, do seasons. Yeah. They didn't want to commit to that year, right? They're like, I don't know if I can commit. Yo, we went all in. Yeah, so shout out to all you guys and all our listeners that have stuck with us through throughout the year. For sure. Um, my loss for the week. <laughs> So for the people that don't know who, who haven't listened to the like all our episodes, like I'm an MRI tech at one of the bigger hospitals in Austin, Texas. And we just lost two of our techs and we were already short, a little short staff. So now our like all the techs that are still remaining, their their job is gonna become a lot tougher, a lot busier. So and because that hospital, even though it's a bigger hospital, they also don't like to pay very well, especially to contract workers. So no one wants to come work for us. Um, so so finding out that news today, especially one of the techs was like one I was closest with. So that's kind of a bummer. But Just quit, bro. Just quit. Go all into entrepreneurship. <laughs> uh, I don't know bet. if I could afford to do that <laughs> just yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm having a baby like in a couple of weeks. That's all right, dog. <laughs> Just do it and tell your wife, and then it's already done. <laughs> then Jonathan met later. Yeah, do the we're going we're going to figure it out, babe. I'm sorry. Do the Full sin method. <laughs> oh snap! Did you, um, yeah, brother. So um, that's hey, you're about to put yourself in a whole new environment. Work more, baby. All that good stuff. It's just only going to make you stronger. That's it, my man. Yeah. Hang in there. We got your back. Just text us, even though you don't like to text back or text us but uh anyways i'm just not a big <laughs> I'm a big texter in general so <laughs> uh miss ian what's up baby win the loss uh yeah, loss five... what? <laughs> just like... is that five minutes i said five seconds <laughs> oh interesting i'll just play very interesting um I, i'm sucking on my reading dude like really bad what the, getting... it's only it's only been a week into the new year no, like as in, like I didn't finish my book last month, and it's into this month. That bad. Well, got, hey, re, hey, reset. Yeah. This is the book. Yeah, for this don't worry month. about what happened. Hey, last year's gone, brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> done. This is uh, okay. If okay. anything, you got a head start. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, you got a head start. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, what I did for, like with my first book for the last year. It was like it was a book that I had already started, but it was not um, there. You go. Uh, so that's my loss, kind of win, I guess. But um, a true, true win from me uh, past week. I feel like I have um, filled all three of my buckets, you know, spiritual. What is it? What are the three buckets? I don't even know, but I feel like they're, they're all they're, they're They're filling up all together and it feels kind of good. My um, three buckets, spiritual, physical and uh, mental. Mental. Yeah. So um, every day my ex, my mom got me and Steph a. Uh, a Mr. and Ms. devotional book. So every day there's a devotional. Uh, so we've been reading that. And uh, God, it's so weird, like how how he works in my eyes. Like her and I had like a, a disagreement argument today. We didn't, we, none of us touched the book. We're sitting down. There's still that awkwardness between us. And then we read it. And literally the, like just verb, like almost verbatim on like what not to do, it's right there. And I'm like, there's no way possible that this is just pure luck. But that, you know, obviously that's, that's my belief. So I, I yeah. got to share it. 
Um, That's good, man. Uh, for like for the past week, we've been outside like for at least an hour. All the kids, um, my daughter's taking a, um, a high interest in eating better and working out. She's working out at school, but then we're also working out here at home. So it's making me work out too. Um, so it's just, it's all, it's all Something starting. Yeah. It's, our, our teens, yeah. our teens right here. Something in the air, bro. They're Good freaking limit. turning into monsters. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just my week. Well, you know, I, the only win that I had was like the year, like we, we hit tomorrow, we hit a year guys. Um, but other than that, for those of you guys who don't know, entrepreneurship is, is never ending grind. Right. There's never this satisfaction point where there's never this arrival. There's never this destination, um, you know, to be completely vulnerable. Um, I've been six years in or six years in April into entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, I thought I could uh, take care of everything on my own and let my wife stay home and be a stay at home mom while she works these small little businesses and, you know, does what she wants to do, follow her passions. But um, this year, unfortunately, um, you know, I, I cannot cover enough financially to keep us there. You know, funds run out. COVID hit, COVID hit tremendously hard on my financial status, uh, you know, but I did was able to bring it back up. But not enough and not, not enough, not enough as soon as I could, because now 2022, uh, my wife is going back to work part time. And so what that means, I have less time to work all my businesses. And so um, because now I have majority of my time are with my kids. And my wife is working like she can't be bothered. She like so I, now I got the babies. And so my life has completely been turned upside down. And um, just in week one, it has been a crazy um, start back. Like, you know, I was in man entrepreneurship. I was in the ocean. I was swimming. I was selling. I had a margarita in my hand. You had a lot of time to do a lot of different things. And, you know, now that time is taken away from me. And um, now I'm having to be more efficient. It's going to be my efficiency or effective is my word for 2022 because I have less time. So I got to be more efficient and strategize how I work because I have a short amount of time. Um, it's also a blessing and a curse because, you know, I was in the ocean. I was swimming. I had my margarita. And, but now I'm like back on the the sand <laughs> and I'm mm -hmm. trying to get back into the ocean onto my boat and the waves keep pushing me back. And, uh, it's, it's been, um, it's been really tough of trying to figure out a routine, uh, trying to learn and give the energy for the kids because it, there's constant attention, right? If you look, you don't, you don't keep an eye on them for two seconds. One's putting something down his throat and possibly choking <laughs> and, or one's probably putting blankets over the other. Like there's, it's just like constant energy, and learning how to maneuver with them. And so, um, man, I don't have a whole lot of time with work. So when I do work, there's anxiety, there's pressure of like, I got to get all this stuff done in like this hour or two hours. And it's whew, like, man, I'm like trying to swim out there and I keep getting pushed back, but it's only week one. Uh, the blessing is in disguise is I was really taking advantage of the time that I did have when I was like fully flexible and capable with all my hours. Because <laughs> I was super, super not being productive looking back now. And, you know, I'm talking about I want to be better and work strong and be more effective. And now, you know, this this has been put into my lap to maybe put, put my ass in check of like, bro, you weren't even productive when you had the time 
So now, you know, you got that perspective of, okay, now I'm going to I'm gonna give you less time. So figure that shit out because you have to. And so I'm here swimming, trying to swim and get past the, what's that part, first part of the ocean called? Shamble. It's like Moana. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy don't, <laughs> like you got to pass the waves to get to the smoothness. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just trying to get past the waves right now, brother, of acquisition and learning. And it's, it's definitely mentally tough but we're gonna get through it because i understand i understand it's it's for me i gotta keep telling myself that yeah i do got a question <laughs> I gotta, though yeah. i got a question was it uh was it jelly that that uh was it kai or dallas that got it on the couch because i gotta Bro, know what it was is my son you know i'm i'm all about like trying to please these fools right now until i learn the ways <laughs> And so once I try, bro, I'm like looking, I'm like, I use food as a way to comfort these fools. So he starts, <laughs> I'm like, hey, y'all want a peanut butter jelly sandwich? Yes. <laughs> like, bet. Yeah. The it peanut sounds butter good. And this fool, my, my one year, about to be one year old, he just rips foods apart. And so inside's a peanut butter and jelly. So he got peanut butter jelly all over his hands, touching shit. And I'm like, bro, I'm trying to work and be with them. It's, it, and so my eyes and, and my attention span with them, sometimes I'm not looking and Desi comes home where she came downstairs. She's like, bro, what the are you doing down here? <laughs> Jelly everywhere. So, but yeah, man. I'm going to hang in there. Uh, I understand it. All right. I yeah, might be swallowing we'll get... some water, but we're going to get through it. <laughs> we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, well, we're going to um, figure it out. Anything's yeah. possible. Everything's forgettable. And I like, we're going to get through this thing. Um, but anyways, we're going to go ahead and go. Let's talk about Mr. Inky Johnson. I'll go ahead and cover a quick story of my guy because he's one of my favorite motivational speakers. And I listen to a story almost every other day. And so everybody's success story that we cover, guys, they all leave nuggets. And the people we cover are that we purposely choose them because they start from zero. They start from nothing. They're like from us, guys. We, we, we have nothing and we're trying to get somewhere to make a bigger impact on not just ourselves. And so Inky Johnson, perfect example, guys. Here goes this story. He grew up in a household with 14 people in a two bedroom house. All right. That just kind of gives you like what's going on. 14 bedroom. I mean, 14 people in a two bedroom house. Like, that is insane to think about. His mom worked double shifts at Wendy's all throughout his childhood. Right. So now you're thinking, oh, my God, like what what is going on? Right. This. So as a child, as like seven, eight years old, he like under, it's so wild how you know, he was chosen to understand the perspective that he was in because he he literally notices this. And during this time that he notices, like, man, this is hard. I got to get us out of here at such an early age. He took an attraction to football. He became really good at football. And he's like, yo, this is it. I'm going to take I'm going to go to NFL. I'm going to get my family out of here. We're going to live a better life. I'm going to be the person to do it. So right then and there, like he made this decision that football was it. Football was the meal ticket. And that was his main driver. And if you notice um, his why. His why wasn't about him. What was his why about? Like getting, getting his family home, out of family out of poverty, family up out of here. Like this is, I could be the first one to change the game to let everybody know that this could be happening. And so, yo, he did just that. So as he was growing up, you know, he was phenomenal. He was quick. He was a football player. He was a safety. He was just an athlete to the T. But he had this work ethic of Kobe Bryant. Like he was going to outwork you. He was going to separate you. If you did this, he was going to do a little bit more. Because he had this bigger driver, this bigger purpose behind him. Like when you have that, that's kind of when I wake up with. And I think that's what majority of us, like we, 
we have this purpose and this why that, man, we have to be that first ones to do it so we can break that cycle of like, man, anything is possible. And so when he gets to high school, like it's phenomenally skilled, like this guy should be going to college, should be going to the NFL. But the only problem was his grades were shit. And so coaches and scouts are checking them out and telling them like, you're fast, you're quick, you're all good. But we're not even talking about college. We're talking about you graduating high school. And so he ran into that problem. But until one day, the Tennessee, uh, the coach from Tennessee came and talked to him and said, hey, don't listen. We're going to figure that out. I want you to come play football for me. And so he was all like, bet, like, this is it. I'm going to go play football from you. I'm going to do exactly what I'm here, uh, was put on this earth to do, was to change my family's lives. Get us out of here. And so he went to Tennessee. This fool did exactly that. He went out midway through the season. He gets a call from one of the coaches and says, hey, Inky, all you got to do is play the next eight games or 10 games, and you're guaranteed to the NFL, and you're going to be a multimillionaire. So that day, he immediately hung up called his family called everybody and said hey we're never gonna have to miss again miss him another meal again we're never gonna have to struggle i'm going to the nfl hangs up the phone uh, a couple of days later plays the game plays against air force it's fourth quarter now remind you he's a safety right he's back there he's a safety it's fourth quarter uh quarterback leans back throws out a far one to the receiver and he he hits the receiver receivers running down the sideline and here comes inky johnson he's the safety he's like the last guy right he's say he has to hit him so, bro, we watched the video. Inky Johnson comes flying at this dude, flying like midair, hits this good dude on the sideline, you know, tackles him, you know, kills the play. Um, but when he hit him, that that one that one spot right there where exactly where he hit him changed his entire life right then and there. Uh, he couldn't get back up. His teammates were like, yo, get up. He couldn't get back up. He had to go to the emergency room. Like, he couldn't feel anything from the neck down. So he, he figured out, like, you know, like, okay, you know, I'm going to be better. Like, you know, I'm about to go to the NFL. Like, nothing in this moment could change my life forever. Actually, that's his mindset he has. So he's very optimistic. Well, he was two minutes to the hospital, and the guy, the, uh, the doctor came out to the room. He was like, hey, we got to go to immediate surgery. Like, you're about to die. Like, literally, he's like, what? Like, what's going on? He's like, bro, I just, you know, it's, a, it's an injury. I'm going to get better. He's like, no, you're about to die. So they had to, like, remove some arteries, switch some things up, put him in emergency room, and, you know, all was well. They fixed up some things. But when he woke up, the doctor said, hey, I got some good news. I got some bad news. He's like, the good news is we, we saved your life. He's like, okay, cool, bet, right? And the bad news is you'll never play uh, football again a day in your life. And he is all like, Inky, you're, you're, you're paralyzed on your left arm. You're never going to be able to move it again. And so if you notice Inky, he's always wearing this sleeve because there's atrophy in his arm. Like he, he can't move it. He, don't, he has no function in his left arm again. And so, you know, he went to that, you know, why me? What's going on? He was eight games away from changing his family's life forever. And that was that one push, that one motive to get his whole family and change the directory of his life was going to NFL. And all that was ended in that one tackle in the fourth quarter, completely gone, no longer a multimillionaire, contracts gave up, all that. So they put a period at him, right? We talk about a period, we spoke about a period before in the podcast of like, this is the end. Like, there's not going to be any more Inky Johnson. He's going to go back home, uh, go back to what they normally do and, you know, not be another guy to finish to finish college, not be another guy to make it to the NFL, just another dude who had a dream. And so in that moment, though, guys, what they didn't realize, it was a blessing because now he takes that moment and it shifted his whole entire life. Like he wrote a book. He took it like he did some amazing things. Now he's a motivational speaker speaking about how you could take your bad moments. You could take your opposition adversity. And it doesn't matter about anything. It just matters about giving your best every single day.
And so this is where he, we literally see this guy or saw this guy, Victor and I speak on stage. It's not just a month ago and just an amazing, just amazing fella. And so this is a brief story just about Inky Johnson and how he has this incredible will and he had this catastrophe that would end most people, but it didn't end him. If anything, it shifted and, you know, shifted in the bigger direction where God had plans for him to impact more people with the story like us. And so I wanted to go into, you know, how we learn from these guys. All these celebrities talked about leave nuggets, leave success stories for us to follow so that we can keep forging forward for our dreams. And, um, you know, I, I want to pull from one and I want you guys to guys pull like, what did you learn from Inky? Um, what is some some stories that you feel like you can actually apply? Like maybe you didn't learn it until today or this past week and you can apply it. But there's a story that came into mind today. And it, I didn't know what I was going to talk about Inky for. Besides, I love this guy. But uh, my son comes home and I told you, like Ian said, our kids right now are drinking the water right now. And so they're like super into fitness, health, looks. They're teenagers, right? So they're getting to that phase. And so Jeremiah, my son is 14 years old. You know, he's been working out religiously, like crazy, like monstrous, like David Goggins stopped working out. He won't get off this goddamn cardio uh, treadmill behind me. He's been counting his macros, he's been, you know, food prepping, been all this stuff. And so we started back at school and he's like, yo, I want to take my meal prep to school. I want to take my protein shake to school. I want to take my protein bar to school. And he came home. He's like, hey, uh, he's like, man, yeah, dad, I, I appreciate, you know, you know, helping me out, all this kind of good stuff. He's like, but my friends, uh, like they don't really understand why I'm like eating this stuff and, you know, drinking these shakes. It's like they're saying, like, you know, I, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to come from. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, hey, um, you know, something I learned from Inky, you know, in this phase was uh, in a little bit of leadership was that uh, you have to be willing to go first. And uh, that touched me as a leader, because when it comes to leadership and one of the, the greatest greatest aspects of a leader is somebody who's willing to go first in all aspects, right? If you want better communication with your team, you got to have better communication first. If you want respect from your team, you got to give respect. You want loyalty, you got to give loyalty first, right? And so some of the things I learned from like Jocko, but when Inky said it, you got to be willing to go first. I had to give that speech to Jeremiah today. I was like, they're not going to understand, son, but you cannot let them veer you from what your goals are because I'm telling you, you got to be the first one in the group. And once they start seeing you maneuver and start seeing you move, some are going to jump on and some are going to leave and it's going to be okay, but you're going to be able to be that first one to impact. I was like, son, you got to be willing to go first in the face of opposition and adversity. When your friends don't understand or are making fun of you, you got to stay strong and stay grounded on your two feet and understand you know your why. Why are you doing this? So that way you can keep pushing forward. And I was like, once you keep pushing forward, they're going to get motivated and see that you're really doing some things and they're going to want to jump on board with you. And that's when you create impact. That's when you become a leader. That's when you become influence. And I was like, so I actually learned that right there from Mr. Inky Johnson. So I learned, man, my whole life is around Inky Johnson, guys. So during y'all's little <laughs> aspect of, you know, researching, you know, Inky Johnson, what are the things you learned? That was mine. What do y'all think about that? Does that sound like legit? Mm. Is that good yeah, advice? But, yeah, no, <laughs> no I, I think that's great advice. I think, uh, especially, I think when you're young, I mean, you're like, man, you feel a lot of, um, you, you feel pressure from like friends. You want, you want, you want people to accept you. You think uh, you care about what people think a lot, right? What they say and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, so I think that was good advice. You gotta, you gotta do it first. And then once, uh, once you get the results, you know, once you, you, you they're going to want to do what you do. 
And so, um, man, uh, I came across Nikki Johnson last year um, uh, when I really kind of jumped into you know entrepreneurship. Um, so I needed like motivation. I needed something to keep me going, right? Listening to other entrepreneurs, other people that are doing it out there. So I came across him and I love this story of, uh, you know, overcoming adversity um, and really, man, like really seeing your dreams just like, you know, evaporate, right? Like you had your whole like, man, my life was like already there. Like my my future, my life was was made. I know what I was going to do. And, yeah, you know, that, you know, your whole life. Uh, your whole that, life. Yeah. Like it was done. It was good. And then, man, it gets taken away like that. So that really impacted me that because I can see myself, you know, having being so close to achieving my dream and then freak accident, something like that tragic happens and you're damn, you know, you're in that situation to where you're like, you know, what else do I got? Where do I go? Where do I turn? Like, I, I didn't have any other plan. There was no plan B. This was plan A, you know. Um, didn't you have that happen recently? Um, trying to think. Well, you were uh, like almost <laughs> on the verge of entrepreneurship, but you had to like go back. Like you had. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I have lots of times <laughs> that you were like, hey, plan A is not working, you know um uh definitely um you jumping into full entrepreneurship i had you know lots of thoughts of like man it's not how it's uh that's not how i envision it turning this out to be um or you know my, or my efforts are or are not turning out to be not getting the results i wanted so that so definitely that 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 uh definitely i related to um as far as that but i related as far as uh, as a whole um i would say you know, I had a vision for my life before, you know, I had, you know, my son and things like that. I had a, a different vision, like my plan was different and I'm a planner. So like everything has to be like in my head, like, you know, two, three steps ahead. Like, okay, this is going to happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Like it was never, ever a doubt in my mind what I could achieve, what I could do. Everything was, was, was always there. Um, um, you know, started a family, um, and stuff like that at a very young age. So things really didn't haven't, um, uh, it's, it hasn't been worked out in my mind as I thought it would be. It, it took me, a, it has taken me a while, right. To, um, really, um, uh, learn, grow, overcome certain adversities of, and it's really because it's unexperienced, right. You know, I talk with my wife all the time, like, man, I can't like knowing everything I've gone through the experience. I don't see like my son in like two, three years, having a kid going through the stuff that I went through, like, dude, there's like, there's no way. Like, I can't believe me and you at 17, 18 years old, like just stepped out thinking like we can do this, <laughs> you know, type of thing. Um, and then going back and like, man, we knew nothing. Um, and so, um, but, uh, but like Inky Johnson, right. You find the, the blessing in that adversity. And I think like this whole, you know, when I think about like all, all I've gone through, all I've been through things that are still going on today, right. The struggle, the adversity of things, not, you know, panning out. As, Give me an example, know, bro. As Give me an example we, of as we wanted. Adversity so, is a blessing for you. Yeah. So I would say just, just that entrepreneurship, I would say that's probably the closest thing I can, can come up with right now um, is that um, uh, I jump in, right. I'm looking to, you know, uh, plan to make a certain amount of income, right. To where, you know, my wife can still stay at home. 
take care of our kids and, and, and you know, do that. All right. So similar to you, right. Um, and then uh, I, I think I've, I've been the provider for the longest. Um, and so, um, uh, but I, I was like all in in the entrepreneurship, but man, I, income started like decreasing. It was going the opposite way. <laughs> so it, income was decreasing, like, you know, steadily, right. I was going up a little bit and been going down like two steps forward, five steps back. And I'm like, dang. Um, and so that was initially, you know, decreasing um, to where, you know, I was like, man, I think I need to go back to a nine to five, you know, like I was like, I was really considering like, I have enough experience that I can say I can go back to nine to five and probably, you know, make a way lot more than, you know, I'm making right now, to be honest with you. But, you know, that's not going to, it's going to take away a lot from my family like i'm gonna be there a lot i i'm, I'm gonna work a lot right I'm, I'm it's gonna take me away i'm probably gonna be stuck in traffic i'm gonna be you know in an office i'm probably gonna come home and bring work to the house you know things like that so you're it's telling me entrepreneurship a- is worth it right yeah and so it's worth all this grind and hassle and having to get two jobs and thinking you're gonna make it and not make yeah. it is it worth it brother it, it's worth it because I have that time with my family and like I can put in the work and I know I'm going to get if I put in the work, I put in the time, I'm patient, I learn from others, I shift, I change, I adapt. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get to where I want to be eventually. Um, uh, real estate, investing, all this stuff I'm doing, like all these things are little entrepreneur jobs, even the side gig I have other aside from my fitness franchise uh, business. It's, it's sort of like an entrepreneur it's also like an entrepreneur i got a hustle for that as well um and so but it's still i, I still keep in my, my the freedom i have to spend with my family yeah. so i can still pick up my kids take my kid you know from school take them to school like all that stuff um so the adversity of of that of like losing income and stuff like that and not things panning out as i think it should i think it's just Hey, I'm just being prepared for like the bigger blessing that's coming. Like it, it's coming. Um, I just, I just got to keep the track that I'm on. And, um, and like I said, you know, adapt to things I need to adapt to, uh, and grow and just, and just go to another level. So, um, so that's what I really got, you know, from the just Inky Johnson, just turning, you know, looking at what your situation is and looking at, Hey, there's a, this is a blessing, you know, uh, I got to you know, change my mind, look at it as a blessing and know that my my purpose is probably bigger. Right. It is it, not that nine to five for me. Right. Um, it yeah. wasn't, you know, you know, that it, it, it's something else. Right. What I'm getting from spending with my family is, is a lot more valuable than, you know, whatever money I could be making more. So it's worth it. Anybody think about yeah. entrepreneurship is worth not just family time, but your own creating time on your terms bro you no longer gotta ask can i go take a lunch you ain't gotta clock in you gotta clock out you control everything everything it's so worth it so chris so when listening to um inky speak there are three things that kind of stood out to me willpower uh, adapting and then overcoming um you had touched, I mean, you, you, you gave a summary of his story. Um, and there are some things that I wanted to bring up about his story that will relate to those three topics. But like, oh, wait, have you heard this guy before? 
Is this like your first honestly? Time? Honestly, I had I had heard of him, but I didn't really know anything about him yeah. until this week. Um, but yeah, so the fact he was just born he was born to a 15 year old girl that, like you said, he lived in a house in his grandma's house with 14 other people or 13 other people, 14 total, in in a two bedroom uh, house, and they would have to rotate who would actually sleep on the bed. Yeah. There, so there'd be six people in the bed and two at the foot, and, two at the head. Or yeah, two, the... yeah, something like that. Like, I mean, <laughs> I there's six people on the bed though. Oh. And at seven years old, seven, he decided, I need to get my family out, like, out of this. I'm, I'm joining the NFL. Yeah. But he, I mean, like you said, he didn't do that great in school or anything, but I, I, don't, I don't remember if it was a coach or a teacher that got him and one other guy into youth sports. But football obviously being the number one thing. I think and it was like a friend who saw them working out in front of the yard. Yeah, something like that. It was like a, it was someone's either like it was an adult though that got them into <laughs> who had money, who had the, money to take him and his yeah, cousin. They paid to for them sports. to do organized sports. Yeah. And he would go to practice and but he would have to wait until his mom got off of work and she wouldn't get there until like 10 p.m. So he would be sitting there waiting for her until 10 p.m. And then when she got there, he would ask her to turn on the headlights so he can do so he can practice some more. Like, who does that in general, let alone a seven year old? <laughs> like his willpower, like back then he already knew I need to get my family out of this. So his why he was, his, yeah, his, why was his purpose was was super deep. So that that I mean, just that part alone was was mind blowing. And then, obviously, he became an elite athlete. Even though he grew up in in the in the hood, we're in a in a neighborhood of Atlanta that was full of crime and gangs and everything, people getting shot every day. And then he made a name for himself in high school, became a great football player. Yeah, like you said, uh, he ended up going to Tennessee, and he had that injury. But even after that, he was like, okay. Well, I'm going to recover and I'll be fine. Like he was, he had a positive outlook on life and he went to therapy for two years. Kept asking him, he kept like, kept asking him, Oh, how's it looking? How's it looking? Like, what am I going to get better? Yeah. Like, and then, uh, and then finally it was, it was like after that second year, it was like one of his final visits. He's, he asked him again, he's like, how's it looking? And he's like, honestly, like, you're, you're probably never going to be able to use it again. And like, even then, like it's been two years and he was still pushing and like, he was trying to overcome this situation so he can still go up and play. And obviously that wasn't in the cards, but like you said, it led to a different path for him and he'd been able, he was able to adapt and, and just inspire so many people out there. Yeah. And like, and just like, just listening to speak, like now I, I understand why you guys are so into him. Like he's, yeah. he's super inspiring. And, and like I said earlier, he hates being called a motivational speaker because I mean, he's trying to, like he says that makes me feel like I'm trying to get you to do something you don't want to do. I want to Ooh. inspire you. So that okay. I was like, man, that's, that's awesome. I got a question for y'all because yeah. it sounds like, you know, he understood his why early on. Um, how old were you guys when you figured out your why? 
I feel like some people still don't know. Some people still, you know, to this day who are 30, 40 years old, like really don't know. Like what age were you guys and what did you have to do to get your why? What happened? I think for me, uh, I knew fairly early on, but I didn't know what to do about it. Like I always knew that I wanted to be a parent and I wanted to provide for them the way my parents have, but take it to the next level. But I wasn't really doing anything about it. Like I didn't realize it at the time. That's like my why. I just thought of it as a goal for myself. But um, I would say probably even as early as in like my high school years, I thought about like I always thought about that kind of stuff. But yeah, obviously, <laughs> I didn't do anything about it until more recently. But I'm just but I mean, it's a longer path for me than it is for other people. But that's okay. I think well, for a quick second, I think everybody feels like they're meant to be great, right, Ian? I, I mean, I, honestly, I think everybody feels like they're meant to be great, but somewhere along the the lines, they they forgot about that. Yeah, no, we definitely start uh, as early as like childhood. Like you can think you can be anything, a firefighter, an astronaut, a policeman, Superman. Um, but I think um, – what we're taught and then what we're around really, really affects us. Like what, what we hear from the outside world and just, it just kind of beats you down until you, you stop believing in yourself. You stop betting on yourself, um, which is, is really hard to break. Like, um, I mean, it could be something family oriented where like, it's just, this is what we know. We're going to keep kind of keep it going. Or uh, it could be one instance in middle school or you, I don't know, try out for a band or you try out for some talent show and you get locked off the stage and, it's just say you don't become the next great artist just because of that one moment. So, well, you know, when you start to get into, you know, high school, you know, dreams become almost stupid to chase. And it's like, Hey, you need to start going to college and getting a real, you know, here comes life, bro. You're going to have to pay for some rent and have to feed yourself. And so I think mm-hmm. at that point where it's all like, Whoa, <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess my parents are right. Right. So you start believing into the hype because the culture around you is doing exactly that it's time to step into the real life. You know, 1% of the people are chase their dreams or actually get to their dreams. Uh, chances are you doing it. It's not happening. Go ahead and go to college and, you know, go ahead and get a career. And then, you know, we end up getting exactly what we want. And then now we're here feeling super unfulfilled as fuck. Vic, yeah. what's up? Age. No, yeah, I think for me, uh, for me, just getting my, it's almost similar to Inky Johnson, but we didn't have like 14 people in one room. Um, uh, one house um but um uh nah thank goodness i would say man i'm uh, uh but um we did grow up poor for me it was just getting uh my family out of that you know first um oldest out of you know first generation immigrant family so for me it was hey I, i'm gonna be the first of everything you know um and so um so so that was for me the why back then uh early on was i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be first one of everything i'm a you know i'm gonna break the barrier of you know um can, you know, can i ask you a question first high school going to college and yeah i don't think you can no, <laughs> I, yeah, no, you just, I noticed <laughs> that because it happened like he'll hear a question he just kind of keeps going yeah, and then he's like oh. <laughs> oh yeah okay i'm trying to get no. some dialogue bro i'm no. trying to talk to you man <laughs> no because <laughs> i kind of I, I feel you too like I mean, technically i'm first generation as well i mean my, my dad came over uh his own ways uh from mexico but um, you saying that, you know, you would be the first at everything. Did that bring its own pressure? You felt like even growing up, like, did you feel it at any point in your life? 
Um, I would say pressure, no, but um, I definitely didn't want to disappoint anyone. So the fear of or of disappointment um, was more like a driver than anything or than, than not than to bring me down. <laughs> and uh, how old more, were you when you were think when you started having those thoughts? Uh, I was uh, I think it was early on, like in middle school, middle school and stuff like that. I started catching on like. I'm a lot smarter than all these people out here. Like, <laughs> like, like I start seeing my friends. Like, I don't think like my friends do. Like, my mind is like somewhere else, you know. Um, and so, um, like, I was I was thinking about colleges. You know, I had like my mindset on certain colleges when I was in middle school. Like, all right, I'm gonna be in my mind. I wanted to be a, a like a like a CEO. Like that was always been in my mind when everyone was like researching like, oh, what career you want to be at. My career choice was CEO. I made a presentation about being a CEO. <laughs> I, I remember I got my dad's suit because he had to, like, you know, make the presentation, like, interactive. So I bought a suit didn't fit me. It was, like, <laughs> it was all big and stuff. But, like, this is our CEO's dress. So that's how I'm going to be. And I started I, I presenting about being head of, like, a company or something like that. Um, yeah, we definitely have some similarities with that. Like, like first-generation uh immigrant or from immigrant parents and then um you were talking about thinking about colleges early on yeah i i was saying i wanted to go to san San diego state i mean and that was before i even knew really that was a party school but like there's something about san diego state Mm -hmm. that like that i I wanted to go to because this is before i moved to southern california and i didn't really know uh me and my friend were like we were going to go to san diego state and um and we were talking about adversity earlier. Like I actually got into San Diego state and like, I was out with two of my friends. We went to go to the prices, right. <laughs> and we were like in the, in the audience and um, it was an awesome day. Like afterwards we, we went to the, um, sorry, right next to, I can't remember. It's like a shopping area right next to the CBS studios. Um, I think it's called the Grove or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Grove in Culver City. And yes, we saw that the Waynes brothers were going to be doing like an autograph signing and stuff. So we're like, all right, well, we'll go to they were they had just released a joke book. So we were like, okay, let's buy this joke book, get it signed. So we got to meet the Waynes brothers, and it was an awesome day. And then uh, we're heading back to my friend's car because he drove, and my brother calls me and he's like, they rescinded your admission. And I was like, ah, shut the fuck up. Like, stop messing with me. And uh, and then I thought, I was like, that's a really random thing to be calling me about while I'm out, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like doing all these things. And then like, it just kind of killed the whole day. Like, Ooh. I was like, man, like, <clears throat> what, a, like, what happened? Like, I, I, I had good grades. I did everything I needed to do. I mean, this is after already having a losing a year of college because of a counselor that gave me bad information. Like, I was like, man, again, like, what's what the hell is going on? And then, like, we show up to my friend's car and we got a ticket. (laughs) So he was in a bad mood, too. And like, we drive home and I was like, then the very next day, we me and my parents drove down to San Diego State. I went to I went to the office and was like what can I do to change this? Because like, 
I already paid for tuition. I already paid. I already were getting. I already had my ID card. Like I paid for the dorms. Like I was ready to go. Like it was a couple weeks before school was supposed to start. I was like, "What am I supposed to do?" Like, and then like, "Well, sorry, that we just took too many students, and and they kept the ones that were part of South County San Diego because that's that's the county that it's in." Yeah. And then so I was like, "Well, at that point, I was I was it was a low point for me. Like I." I I really did consider like quitting school altogether. I was like, I'll just go work at the casinos like my parents and start yeah. off at like $50,000 <laughs> and, and work my way up from there. And I was like, then I was like, that's, that's not for me. Uh, stuck with school, but I, I, so I had to do another year of community college and half these classes, I just, I just needed a unit so I could stay under my parents' insurance. So a lot of these classes were just kind of like joke classes just to make sure that, I can be insured. And then I apply again, but this time I apply to other schools as well. That was the only school I applied to. Cause I, I, like I said, early on, that's where I want to go. Yeah. And, um, and then this, the second time around, they didn't even, they didn't accept me. They, they increased the GPA to like, like a UC school, like, or a private school where you have to have like an extremely high GPA, like almost like a 4.0 to get in. And so oh, I ended yeah. up going to a school in, 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 uh, in the San Fernando Valley, uh, Cal State Northridge up in the LA area. And honestly, like it was, it was, it was probably better for me anyways, because that year that I was taking in between, like when I had to take another year of community college after I got denied, um, from uh, San Diego or after they rescinded my mission, I met, I met Miranda, my wife. Um, if I was at San Diego state, I probably would have never like, cause she lived four, like four hours away from where my parents live. So that would have been another like five hours away. I probably would have never kept in contact with her. Like we might have texted here and there, but like it probably wouldn't have started anything. You're back. Text so it's kind of a blessing. Um, <laughs> I got declined from the cause I wanted to go, but then. No, but I, I mean, but wife. we were talking about like, like these, these things that, <laughs> that happen in your life and it changes it like for the better. Like I ended up, so I, like I said, I ended up going to Cal State Northridge and then my second semester in Cal State Northridge, I get a, a letter from San Diego state. Oh, we didn't accept enough students. Do you want to come, uh, come back to our school? I'm like, well, no, like, <laughs> I've already set, I've already changed like my projection in life. And like, I mean, <laughs> and it ended up being the best thing for me. Cause I mean, look at us now, we're about to have our kid. And I, like I said, I probably would have not been with her if I was at San Diego state. I mean, more importantly though, you met us and we got a podcast, but let's just hear something. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> that, that, uh, that came on later, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. A little, I'm a little shocked. Um, Vic, did you go to college? You, you went, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, in community college, right? I don't even have a degree. But did you, Vic? You got a degree, Victor? Nah, no. I ain't finished. I got like sixty hours. I'm like two semesters away from getting like a applied or was general studies associate or something. Like that. Man, college wasn't even in the picture for me. Like I wasn't even thinking college when y'all said y'all were ahead of the game. I know. <laughs> No. Like mine was not even there. My why, my reason being of I just knew I was meant to be great at like living the high. I knew one day I was gonna live the high life. Like that was all I would daydream about. I grew up poor as shit, like caught in gangs, like ghetto. 
we did not think college. I didn't think it was going to be ever a thing. I just knew I literally thought I was going to NBA and going to make it big time drive Lamborghinis. That's what I, we and my friends were talking about all day. NFL, NBA, track star or football player, my best friend, uh, uh, Matthew. Like, all we talking about was make it to a league or a professional and talk about Lambos and money and mansions. And so I just knew like that right there. And you asked Victor, was there any pressure for you to, to get these things, right? Victor said, no, there's no pressure. For me. Nobody cared if I would have done great or worked at a grocery store. Um, that, that was our environment. Like there was no outside pressure. And um, I didn't discover my why, why. And so I started dipping on accident to entrepreneurship at age like 24, where I got into nutrition and people started asking me for help. Then I was all like, oh, what is like, what is this? I can help people. And then I help people. And I was like, whoa, that gave me like that boost of motivation or confidence. Like, wait, I can, I can do this. That right there, I started developing my why. And then it started me chasing entrepreneurship. And that's when I found CG. And then CG was just the right environment to freaking mold and develop and learn and listen and go through the entrepreneurship phase and just realize like, yo, this is it. I don't care how hard it is. I'm never going to give up. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not Victor. I'm not Chris. I'm not Ian. I've never been the smartest dude or thought I was the smartest dude. I was just always the dude that knew I was going to be the person to outlast and never quit. Like if it was going to be me to head ahead to somebody, I'm, I'm going to die first before I let somebody beat me at something that I can just physically handle. So I'm here, baby. And I think entrepreneurship, and I think that's like one of the reasons that you got to have that deeper why. And you also got to have that willpower that Christopher said, like, you just got to have that out. You got to outwill somebody at some point mentally, no matter how smart they are, no matter anything, you just got to be able be able to outlast them. Eric Thomas said it best. And that's why we wake up so early in the morning. I just got to get to the spot before they get to the spot. There it is. I, like I actually it. just listened to that this or earlier today. <laughs> I, I, I live, bro. It hits me every single time because I'm ET, bro. I'm not the smartest motherfucker around at all. I'm just, I just know I got to work harder and get to the spot before the geniuses get to the spot. That's all I know. <laughs> 3 a.m. wake up call. I don't always do it. 70% of the time I do. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna backpedal real quick. I won't take too long, just because my my points that really stuck to Inky are a little bit different. I guess give a different perspective. Um, what I loved about Inky, and I've known about him for a couple of years, but not as like in depth as today, um, is that uh, you have a choice to see the good in any situation, and that's what I loved. Like he gets hit, and he's looking at his dad on the on the on the gurney on the cart, and he says, "Yeah, I hit him real good, didn't I?" And his dad replies, "You got him good, son, but you took the worst of it." But the fact that you're in that moment, and you still think I'm doing something like just the bright side of it. Um, but what I really, really loved is uh, because of that the seeing the good there's so much beauty in the world that you see but we're so negative about things we miss it everywhere it could be your child waking up do you waking up as you seeing something outside there's so much beauty in this world and you have to shift your perspective or you're going to miss it and you i guarantee you you'll regret it um and i love what he said uh bass in one of his uh probably all of his you know speeches um is that we're all in the people business because every day you have the opportunity to make an impact on someone's life. He says that uh, when you switch the mind shift from me to we, you become a very, very, very dangerous person. Uh, So please take that away today. That's my my biggest point, pain pain point, but talking point. Shift that mindset because you'll be be a dangerous motherfucker for sure. 
Um, Did that have to do anything with your post that you recently made about self-made? Uh, no, actually, I, I listened. listened? To, okay. Uh, I listened to it after it. It almost tied together. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah. You can't. This world is way too hard to do it by yourself. You can't. There's no self-made nothing. There's somebody that helps you along the lines. Um, oh, that word right there just gives me the I want to vomit when I hear somebody say self-made. Uh, I know. I said it once and I'm pretty sure you almost came through the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, to kind of close it out. Thank you all for joining us again. Uh, this is after New Year's. So happy New Year's. Um, just a, a friendly reminder, you know, we're all basically all, all platforms, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google. Um, so if you listen to us only, we got a video of our beautiful faces and vice versa. Uh, so please leave a, a like, subscribe, uh, give us a rating. We'd appreciate any support. Um, but yeah, you know, you're born to be great. So go and do it. Uh, as always, thanks for joining us. Till next time. Peace and love. <laughs>